Welcome back to Watch. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. It's Hi. Will. It's Dina. Yes. I'm Rachel. Wow. It's our last episode of House of Earth and Blood. Oh my gosh. Can't Can believe, believe it. it? <laughs> wow. We? No, Will, I can't. <laughs> could we have dragged it out to like another episode? <laughs> we definitely could have. We definitely could have, but here we are. We made it to a short, a short fifteen, right? Was a that short, it? a tight, <laughs> a short tight and tight 15. fifteen, a tight fifteen episode season. <laughs> it's been such a beautiful and pleasurable, dare I say, journey. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of bring it home. We're going to bring it right into, you know, Grand Central Station, if you will. As they say, do they say that in New York? Yeah, all the time. Everybody says it. Yeah. (laughs) So our conductor on the train as we're slowly pulling into Grand Central Station. Wow. We really kind of saved the best metaphors for last. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I thought about it all week. And came up with it, and here we are. Yeah, so our conductor is going to be none other than Will. Will, I think when we left off, we were things were really happening. Not good things. No, there was a lot. There was a lot. <laughs> yeah, bad things were happening. You guys are the ones who learned this shit in like elementary school. What what is this? The falling action or something? Now mm, it's Conclusion. like I mean I, we've had a sort of prolonged climax in this yeah, book i love a prolonged climax we're like we're like finishing the climax with also yeah. not enough climaxes but that's a you know a discussion for another time exactly well actually for later this episode but right. um <laughs> yeah and then we'll have like some brief falling action i suppose uh, speaking of action i am sorry we do have a little more action which we just have to we do it's we do. Fine. and there was some falling yeah right okay so let's let's you let, know let us get into as it as trains do let's hit the ground running so wow <laughs> i think we ended last episode with hunt heroically and romantically throwing himself out of a helicopter to like save bryce from magic nuclear missiles <laughs> yeah <laughs> the <laughs> which I mean, I don't know. It seems like it kind of worked because we opened this episode with a just totally destroyed city. Think smoldering ruins, acrid smoke. But our girl is still living. She's sort of like picking herself up the rubble. There's ash falling all over. But oops, is that ash or is it a gray feather? Oh, and no. Uh-oh. Alack, it's a gray feather because she turns and sees Hunt. It's it's like pretty gruesome. I don't know if we need to spell it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in pieces. Things are yes. yeah. We'll say yeah. that. There's some there's some situation in which the magic nuclear missiles prevent normal healing, so he's bleeding out basically. And you know, I w- I'm not usually a grand gesture kind of girly, you know what I mean? But I feel like given where where he ended up and what he kind of sacrificed in this moment, I'll give it to him. That was a good one. You yeah. Know? No, that was brave, fulfilling traditional male archetype. Well done. Right. Knocked it out of the park. Right. Mind you, if you're Bryce, these missiles are coming and an explosion happens and then all of a sudden you're still alive and Hunt is right there. So if I were her, I'd be very confused. But she starts yelling for help. Good point. We cut to the other side of the city 
where sort of the like peanut gallery friend crew mm-hmm. has, I don't know, skillfully, question mark, crashed their helicopter. Wait, I actually really laughed at this because there's no explanation given except Fury being skillful. Right. <laughs> like, what got them alive? Cool. <laughs> Let's roll with it. And <laughs> basically nothing, we don't really have to worry. Everyone is lightly bleeding, but I think in a kind of hot way, as right. in the end of action movies when everyone is picking themselves back up. Mm-hmm. So they're locking and loading, but they're on the other side of the city from Bryce, and so have to make it through a lot of demons to get there. Fortunately, despite the um, demons and the helicopter crash, and the nuclear missile barrages. We still have our sort of surveillance state up and running, so Deck is able to, like, let them know what's up, which is... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. We're live streaming. I didn't even think about that, but it's good to know that the Wi-Fi is still working? Yeah, it's quite... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Good disaster planning or something. Yeah. Okay, so we don't really have to worry about them for the rest of the book, to be honest. They don't really contribute anything. So... <laughs> So we, we we go back to Bryce, and Bryce has a plan that I think requires some table setting because it took me reading this chapter like two times to really figure it out. So she walks up to a gate, and she presses a hand to it and starts, I guess, an announcement that goes to all gates, mm-hmm. right? She's putting yeah. out a call. She's putting out a call. If you'll recall from the last episode, our girl used her starborn fey power to shut down one of the demon portals. Because she has her, yeah, the horn, which is actually a tattoo, is on her back, etc., etc. But now she's running on empty. She sort of spent all her magic energy juice, which is fair. Yeah. Given the constant nourishment, I need to do this podcast. But um, <laughs> she remembers that the gates are all sort of connected and communication mechanisms, which I guess will allow for two things. And she's sort of like explaining this on the announcement. One... Someone can put their hand on any other gate and commune with Bryce such that she could do the drop, which we'll get to again in a second if you've forgotten about it, and they can be the anchor. And the reason she would do this is because the drop generates a bunch of first light, kind of all-purpose energy, which could then be used to power the horn, again, her tattoo, and therefore close a demon gate. But additionally, because all the gates are connected... Actually, if she does this, maybe it'll close all the gates. Nifty. Quite convenient. And because if somebody else's hand is on the gate and her hand is on the gate, the first light will go through the gates and kill everybody, kind of. Which, you know, basically it would work. It would solve everything. The only problem is that nobody answers. Rude. (laughs) Yeah. Did nobody else not make the bomb shelter and survive (laughs) all the magic nuclear missiles? Yeah, did no one else go out of their way to avoid making it into the (laughs) bomb shelter? (laughs) A distraught Bryce returns to comfort Hunt in his waning moments. Oh. And it's really sad. And the friend squad is hopelessly far away. Everything is sort of dark. Everything is sort of grim. And that's where the book ends. (laughs) Great episode. We'll see you next time. Kidding. (sighs) Okay, bye, guys. That was for for Christina. That That was was for for Christina. Yeah, that was for our girl Christina. JK, because a voice comes through the gate speaker system saying, quote, light it up. And the bone quarter gate lights up. Or like the little, I don't know. The icon suggesting someone's using the bone quarter gate on the gate she's at. Who could it be? Then Bryce gets super jazzed and is like screaming, light it up. And she slams her head, her throat. (laughs) She slams her hand onto the gate pad and begins the drop. Because apparently the ghost of Danica 
question mark? It's on the other side. Yeah. So many question marks. Sure. Honestly, so hot of her. That's that's my girl, you know? My okay, my Dina, sweet dead yeah. girl. <laughs> which okay, this brings us to the drop, which I, in my very humble opinion, seems sort of under theorized. Can you just you just decide to drop? Do you just think to yourself, I'm dropping? And then do you, yeah. does one drop? How does that whole process start? Or, Is it like it, meditating? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought it seemed very medical procedure before, but apparently you just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. So Yeah. I also have thoughts and questions about this that we can't talk about yet. Yeah, she's just <laughs> she's doing the drop. Maybe it would help to briefly sketch out the drop for those who have forgotten. We also, I think, get more information than we've gotten before. So the drop. This is how you become immortal. This is how you sort of enter into your immortality. You have the I guess the dropper, the one dropping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it like a chart, which is how it's always described, but you're kind of falling on a chart. Which is, by the way, what Declan is maybe seeing. Oh my god, y- yes. We'll we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> um, and you bottom out at your power or whatever, but then your body's kind of dead during this period. And so you bottom out, you have some brief window called the search, which I think is like, do you have the will to come back to life? Yeah. And so you search. And then if you find said willpower... You begin your ascent, which is coming back to the world. Being at the bottom of the drop is scary or otherworldly or something, and you need an anchor, right? which is someone IRL. Ideally, if you're Bryce, someone you're close to, but again, a kind of public anchor seems perfectly serviceable to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they encourage you to live or something. Yeah. Not to be a total nerd, but it's, it's very like Dante. You're coming back from the darkness. You're ascending. Cool. Love that. I think it's yeah. kind of sick. Anyway, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> to Dina's point a moment ago, as Bryce makes the drop, the folks who are still back at whatever HQ somehow have an EKG basically hooked up to her <laughs> and can see in precise detail the data outputs. Well, it's the illusion system. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean I don't right. understand like, it. I don't, I don't know understand what's it at all. But anyway. They basically are, like, watching the chart of her power. She is going down on the chart. She blows past her supposed very negligible amount of power she was predicted to have. And they realize that, I think this is right, the reason that's happening is because she is also getting all the power from the gates. Because people have been putting little dollops of power into the gates for centuries or something, or millennia. And now it's all getting put into Bryce. Which I kind of love. You know, I love when people kind of take a lot of power from (laughs) something. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a quote over the gate that says, the power shall always belong to those who give their lives to the city, which was giving me kind of Hogwarts. Mm, Yeah. What was it? Hogwarts will always whatever something. Yeah. Hogwarts will always whatever whatever. Something Something will always something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. At Hogwarts. But obviously it's smart Hypaxia who's like, I don't think that's just a words i think it actually means it <laughs> it's actually giving her right. power uh, yeah and so everyone is sort of agog <laughs> she passes the power level of rune danon crown prince the valbaran fey rune danon crown prince of the valbaran fey <laughs> rd q no there's no q r d c p v f yeah o t v f <laughs> Anyways, TBD. It's hard. TBD. <laughs> she even passes Daddy Autumn King mm-hmm. by apparently a single decimal point. Love that. This whole process is generating the first light, which is the gates are all lighting up. 
They're making a six-pointed star from above, which I thought was important. Turns out not important. We'll get to that in a bit. But so the portals at the gates start closing. Demons are like, like I love it. demons are like racing to get back to hell. <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> about to be curfew. Here. Gotta get yeah. home. And the whole city starts to glow. Declan, who's back at HQ with Daddy Autumn King, etc., is kind of smug about how powerful Bryce is. But Daddy Autumn King reminds him that she hasn't come back yet. And it's not clear that a dead spirit can actually serve as an anchor, which kind of makes sense. Right. And so right. maybe she's doomed? Question mark. Mm-hmm. I think they think she is. Yeah, yeah they definitely right? think she is. I'll keep this kind of brief because, you know, the book is very good at the suspense is very well paced. But yeah. It's just kind of hard to convey via podcast. So anyway, there's a very cinematic six minute clock that she has basically now that she's at the bottom of her power to come back. Let me guess. She starts the ascent of what, four minutes? She's got four minutes left and she starts it. Maybe, maybe two minutes. <laughs> this is getting ahead. When she, when she, whatever, gets out, it gets in the clear or something, she has 0. 0.003 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> you don't say. I, this six minute clock to me was very 24. Do you ever watch 24? It's so. No. It was such a boy yeah. Iraq war era show, but that clock sound was just, anyway. Mm-hmm. Love that. Throwback. So she's she's at the bottom, and the bottom is sort of, not to like keep bringing up J.K. Rowling, she, her, but you know, in the last book or whatever, <gasps> yes! when Harry's at the train station yeah. with that Dumbledore, and they're yeah. like talking, and yep. that's basically what it is. Yeah, I pictured that, but not white, but basically the same thing. Okay. <laughs> um, just so you know, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Danica's essence of a ghost, again, whatever is it is, is there, and they're hugging, and kind of classic, Bryce wants to stay, and Danica's oh, yeah. like, and Bryce is like, I'm just a ghost. Danica says that. You have so much to live for. You deserve life. You deserve hunt. I, I do, I love when she's basically convinces her to make the drop by being like, the guy you want to fuck is still up there. Yeah. They have a little back and forth. Bryce is like, you lied to me. And Danica's like, Yeah. But I did. I had to, question mark. Yeah. And then she's like, and you gave up your place in the bone quarter for me. And then they have a little, what did you think? I wouldn't make it, you know? Danica's teasing her. Yeah, they're they're back in their little, like, you know, we got this at the start. It's cute. One last banter. One last band. One last band. Apparently, the whole pack was somehow watching Bryce go to town on Micah again. Maybe they have some really good video screens in the bone quarter. Yeah, maybe it got sent. It got broadcast yeah, it might have been there simulcast, too. Simulcast, you know, <laughs> sort of like in the bone quarter. Maybe it was on like p- the PBS of Crescent City. <laughs> Bryce asks if Lily is in the bone quarter, but Danica's ghost doesn't know. And then it gets kind of sappy. Some might say tautological. Okay, what does that even mean? <laughs> Um, Don't ask him to define it. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> like philosophical? Circular. I think like circular. I was going to oh, say oh, circular. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, it's pretty easy to define. Circular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I think, I think Danica tells Bryce, the point of living is, wait for it. Let me guess. Life. Li- living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. It's like also love, but living is for life, if you hadn't heard. By the way, yeah, this is coming from the bitch whose favorite slogan is through love all is possible. So <laughs> she's at the, she's like the clearance section and the home goods with like right next to it's wine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is every Airbnb you've been in for the past yeah. six years. It's a beautifully embroidered throw pillow. No, live, laugh, love. For sure, but I do just want to be clear that I, like, I'm going to be cool and make fun of this now in this moment. But when I was reading this, was I being too cool for school? No, right. I just want to. I just want to own that. I want to say yeah. that, especially with the lighted up stuff. Like I remember seeing pictures of that and being like, "Oh, certainly that's lame." And then when it happened, I was like, <gasps> "Danica," <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just. I'm just going to be brave here and say it, and then we can go back to. It's like, okay to be earnest. No, for like yeah, one minute only. I sort of struggle at that. That's so true. this is why we we have diversity on this podcast. <laughs> right. It's really concerning if I'm the earnest one, but I'm fine. <laughs> and in fact, I think we should move on. <laughs> so Bryce begins her ascent. She's decided to live. There's a funny little thing where <laughs> So whatever. She is they're on a six minute clock. Declan has used four minutes to run a search of every public and private database in Midgard for a miracle, but found nothing. And I guess just decides four minutes of looking is enough. No reason to spend the extra two. (laughs) Sort of like, I've tried everything. Like, I don't really know what else to do. Like, what would you type into that search bar? Yeah, she makes the ascent with 0.003 seconds left because Danica somehow extinguishes her ghost essence spirit whatever part was like sort of lingering still in the world in some afterlife way sacrifices her kernel of energy yeah becomes the energy she needs to like gives her like a jetpack basically yes and whispers illy as she she does so which is of course even i can admit that is sweet everybody's just whispering illy over here you know and then everyone (laughs) at hq is like i can't believe it they're like a gog they're a gasp and then the old wolf prime who's been asleep the whole time it's just like, you idiots, love is the most powerful thing in the world. Didn't you read the fucking jacket? <laughs> like, you're all so stupid. <laughs> and then goes back to napping. <laughs> and then yeah. goes back to sleep, probably. King. God bless. Perfect. No notes. And then, yeah, she comes back to life. Hunt, who's been healed, is giving her chest compressions and lightly shocking her as a kind of organic AED zap, zap. device. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Wait, I forgot. Very crucially, when he had been dying, she told him that she loved him. Yeah, she was whispering Illy. Yeah, I forgot about that. But she comes back to him being like, you fucking coward, say it to my face. <laughs> Which I say loved. it when I'm dying. Yeah, and yeah, she's back. Wow. So, okay, this I think is where we get to rage the falling action. Oh, I see. The city is basically healed. Everyone who's wounded is healed from all this first light. I guess the only thing is the dead. Or the dead stay dead. dead. Yeah. But, you know, you can't get everything. No, I can't do it all. They go back to the apartment. And Siri is outside the door because if you've forgotten, he can teleport this whole time. And a kind of shell shocked Bryce is like, huh? And Hunt just <laughs> ushers her in and is like, let's not let's not dwell on this. Hunt and Bryce start comparing the archangels that they just killed. And <laughs> Bryce notices this is where I got fucked up. Bryce notices an eight pointed star on her chest, which I originally thought was related to the six pointed star mm. that Gates made. But no, presumably it has some other fucking hashtag theory relevance. No, hashtag My Little Pony, hashtag unicorns, hashtag don't worry about it, but maybe look it up. But wait, though, is it a six-pointed star? I thought it was like eight-pointed star. No, it's eight. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the gates made a six-pointed star. So I thought 
Oh, right, right. So, like, what? Because me, in my first read, I was not clocking the number of fucking points on the different stars that were mentioned within, like, right. 20 pages of each other. Well, it seems weird. Sue me. Why did... Okay. <laughs> it seems weird. Why did SJM do that? That seems like a miss. Or maybe not a miss. Who can say? Right. Where's my eight-pointed star? Mm-hmm. Could be anywhere. Could mean anything. <laughs> I, again, I am... I am SJM pilled this week. I have... <laughs> Red Crescent City, too. I've read Air of Fire. I am lip watching theory TikToks. I, you're in deep. I'm in a bit too deep. I sort of wonder if, much like Great Romances of the Fae, you could kind of find the answer in another book somewhere. I don't know. Could be. Who could say? Who I could mean, say? I, if if there is, I'll find it. So she's sort of back on her little. Very briefly, she's like, oh, you know, it's not that impressive. I only have my Starburn power. Oh, God. Save it. You know, like, all I can do is sort of provide <sighs> cosmic light in a way no one has been able to do for millennia. Kazona, um, spare me, okay? Yeah. This er- bullshit. Er- Kazona, everyone fucking spare me. Yeah. And spare Hunt, who's like, um, okay, you also have whatever interdimensional fucking horn tattoo. Right. And all the power that everyone has ever dropped into this gate. So I think, like, you're fine. It's funny that you said, you know, that you like when everyone gets their power. I'm always sort of like, do they have to get all the power that, you know, can't they just, can't they just be, can't she just be like Bryce, smart, girly protagonist in fantasy world without her power? Isn't that like kind of more empowering in a way? Oh, I, but I like... Okay, so I just, I think I like it all. I like when they're born with massive power and they have to learn to control it. I like when they're not born with massive power, but all of a sudden either come to realize it. I like when they have to take the power. Yeah, they take it, yeah. I think that's hot, yeah. The only thing I don't like is when they have power and they have to give it up forever. I'm not for that. I am for all (laughs) ways of getting power. I'm for that. Oh, I'm not for my girlies losing their power. No, I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> it's like my least favorite trope. Rach, you have no opinion. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you love kidding. you uh, love everybody equally. No, I'm just kidding. I I don't think I've ever read the fully losing your power and not getting it back, but Oh, this doesn't really matter because it gets kind of hot one more time in this book. Ooh. Hunt says, quote, we have unfinished business. And then <laughs> He threw Syrinx a look, a capital L look, and and the Chimera leapt from the bed and trotted out into the hall, lines tail (laughs) waggling, as if to say, it's about time. (laughs) Well, Syrinx is like, get yours. Yeah, Syrinx like, I've been trying to make this happen. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Yeah. So we get, I mean, look, we, we, we get some callbacks. There's a hardness starting to poke into her backside, because I think... I think she's sitting on his lap. We need <laughs> a new word, like backside. use of the word "poke." Really, just oh, it's uh, funny. <laughs> Not for you. Um, word, word choice questions all around. He's yeah. stroking his thumb along her waist. She's aching. More thumb play. She loves thumb yeah. play. Uh, and that's our thumb boy. You know. Yeah, he's yeah. a thumb boy. <laughs> they do some more. He starts nuzzling her neck again. She's like, I recall you promising to fuck me until I couldn't remember my own name. <laughs> but d- does he? And then we get a 10-page scene of lots of sex. No, just kidding. No, we don't. He's <laughs> like, if that's what you want, sweetheart, that's what I'll give you. 
I remain so questionable in the use of the word sweetheart. Sorry to interrupt, Will, but... I agree. I don't find that hot at all. Mm. But whatever. <laughs> He's grinding. SJM is liberally deploying the C word <laughs> um, <laughs> with adjectives like massive and beautiful. Words that, again, are choices. Wait, okay. Has she even seen his C word? When she saw it in the, the shower. shower. In the shower. She saw flaccid. So not in a... Not right. in its Not kind in its of full or prime form. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of beautiful state. Yeah, I love that. Like his hands are shaking, <laughs> right? <laughs> While she quote explores his mouth. Sorry, Rach. <laughs> um, That's ridiculous. <laughs> they start almost crying. <laughs> Rachel's fear of French kissing just continues I mean, to bring joy to us all. A mouth. That's a disgusting <laughs> way to describe it. Then mom calls. As, as she is wont to do. As she is wont to do. She, one, appears to be asking Bryce if she was about to have sex. Yeah. And then two, a more ridiculous in my opinion, Bryce then, like, goes and she takes the call while she's in the shower. Like, is that acceptable no. behavior? No, that's, like, really unclear to me. Like, how does that even work? I've, like, I've, I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> while, she, while she's on the phone... Hunt is fantasizing about having sex with her, but specifically about whether the snark Bryce is using to talk to her mom will come out in the bedroom. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Poor Hunt is in a rough a rough place right he now. He really needs <laughs> yeah. to get his. Yeah. Indeed. But unfortunately, then Isaiah calls, asking for Hunt's help with whatever, settling the angels who are in a tizzy. And Hunt gets ready to leave and blinks at his wrist. But then Bryce gets another call. And this time, the call is from the Chief Asteri, Rigolus. Rigolus? That's what I said, Rigolus. Rigolus, yeah. It's a bad name, regardless. It's like a gross name. And he's the one who looks like a teen boy, right? Oh, yes, maybe. Yes, I think he looks like a teen boy. But the demon also looked... Wasn't the demon Twinkie King? No, but do you know how most of the Asteri look like adults? Oh, and then yeah, there's one yeah, who yeah, look, looks yeah, like a young boy. Sure. Sure. A yeah. teen boy. Yeah. Which always reminds me of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, and he's basically calling to bribe her. Well, not to bribe her. Well, sort of. He's threatening her. It's like it's like a carrot and a stick situation. Sure. Because he's like, <laughs> look, we can just sort of call everything square. <laughs> you killed some archangels. We launched nuclear missiles at the city. Let's just call it even. <laughs> call it Pat. Here's what we'll do. We are going to free hunt from his serfdom situation and that is what his tattoo disappears from his wrist it's giving agenda but go on yeah and there will be no repercussions so long as you just kind of stay in the city and live out your merry little life you can use your starborn power but don't open any more gates and just sort of generally behave but if not i know where hun is i know where your family is whatever whatever villain shit right yeah yeah it feels a little too good to be true but i'm sure that that this yes. is the last they ever speak and right Hunt and given there's a second to live book, a nice normal life i feel like it doesn't work but i will say i would have snapped <laughs> this deal up in a fucking heartbeat i'd have been like sure i mean yeah like, there's no other option for you to do other than be like great sounds good <laughs> just saying i would have stayed in my lane like whatever yeah but yeah, and so then we kind of get the last little character farewell montage, like at the end of a movie. We check in with everyone one last oh, time. I love a little farewell montage. Yeah, so... Okay, where, where are our peeps? What are they up to? Bryce and Fury make up, which is nice. Thank God. 
cool, whatever. Yeah, and Bryce tells Juniper she'll go to dance class, which, like, I get because I've become, like, really into my rec soccer league, and we're actually going to the finals next week, so, like... Oh, my God, that's exciting. You were, like, grasping for a way to bring that in (laughs) To bring that in, yeah, yeah. You wanted people to know, and that's fine. Just say it next time. Just say you're a jock, Will. (laughs) Not even a jock, but, like, it's a gay soccer league, but we're in the finals, which is pretty exciting. So I kind of get the extracurricular. Like, it's worth it, Bryce. No, anyway. yeah, it's, it's so you. <laughs> but only if you win. <laughs> only if you win. <laughs> or only if you get to the finals, like you. Rune and Bryce agree to be sibling friends. All is forgiven. There's no jealousy, etc., etc. They shall band together against Daddy. That's mm-hmm. kind of where they're at. Mm-hmm. Hunt goes back to the barracks. This is the most absurd one. He is deciding whether he wants to, quote, be a free and true member of the Triari. Which I guess he can make happen if he so wishes. Like, what What, what the fuck on so many levels? One, why would he want to do that? He just a moment, like five minutes ago, was rebelling against their rule or whatever. Right. Yeah. And now he's going to voluntarily work for them again as like... Yeah. <laughs> Extremely unclear. Why would they want him back? He rebelled when he was his power restrained and enslaved. Right. Two seconds ago. And now his power is free. That's and a good he's point. Free. Like, has he never had dreams of opening up a coffee shop or something? Why doesn't it's he go? Just, it, it makes no sense. Maybe at all. he just, those oh, yeah. are his skills and he doesn't feel like he can do anything else. Maybe he wants to help Isaiah. Yeah, he needs kind of workforce training or something to be able to do something different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some kind of skills training. He should be yeah. a personal trainer. Oh, yeah, yeah he could do be that. A hot uh, personal trainer. But, like, again, per our discussions, it feels like his two brain cells have already worked so hard that maybe he just kind of can't think outside I feel like the, the charitable explanation is <laughs> Isaiah is like, come on, man, I need you. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants I think to help right. Isaiah. But it makes literally no sense at all. No. Yeah. Also, I'm like, are you going to go fucking get Victoria out of the bottom of the Marinera's trench? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. She's right. in the Marinera deep. <laughs> she's in so much marinara right now Mm -hmm. and then bryce is on a self-healing journey she goes and she sits by the river oh that was sweet Uh, i will say we don't get any fucking update on therian but whatever um bryce sits by the river she reads through danica and connor's last text messages one more time but not in a self-harm way in a kind of self- fulfilling whatever yeah. way. she's healing closure she's healing yeah and she deletes the messages so she'll never inflict the harm on herself again yeah and she never even needed to go see a therapist she just needed several near-death to experiences save the city. Like, <laughs> <clear annihilation. laughs> yeah yeah either i guess either could work you know? i mean the latter arguably cheaper <laughs> as she does this the mist reveal the little bone island thing bone bone quarter the bone quarter where the ghost pack, except for Danica, are like watching her. And they're all, aren't they all like rollicking in a field or did I make that up? And like laughing and like waving and smiling. I don't know, but that sounds like it could be right. Sure. And then she goes home because Hunt, Hunt texted her about making breakfast. Oh, uh. and Syrinx loves his daddy and wants to go yeah. home and see his daddy. Yeah. We have a little epilogue, which is full of tantalizing little... Intriguing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Love. Honestly, great use of an epilogue. Oh, yeah. This whole book, to me, was written for TV or a movie so well. But this is, you know, after the credits. Oh, It's classic Marvel next whatever fucking shit. So, Jessica 
is sitting on a bench or something talking to a white cat with blue eyes who it turns out is Adas. Adas is Adas, our prince of hell. <laughs> they say many a cryptic thing, but generally seem to have like kind of good banter. Yeah. And I'm kind of shipping them the way those two old people from Game of Thrones, you know, the bad Lannister dad and the grandma from Highgarden. Oh, I like, want her to know it was like, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like Jessica's young and hot looking. She's old, but she looks young and hot. Yeah, but Please. so's Adis. Yeah, well, this guy's a he's a fucking cat, so like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, I don't think I think they could look hot. Like I think they both can. Oh look hot, well, okay. I didn't. Saying. I guess I didn't know. I didn't understand the rest of the reference. So that's on yeah. me. Yeah, that is on you. I apologize. Jessica says to Cat Prince of Hell, "I thought Thea's light was forever extinguished." To which he replies, I thought they'd made sure she and her power died on that last battlefield under Prince Peleus's blade. But he's like, that is the light because he'll never f- forget the exact hue of the light. Oh, wait, sorry. I actually think I missed this whole thing. So Prince Peleus killed her? Yeah, I was trying to remember if we like knew that. I think the way it's framed in their history, it was hell bad, Peleus and Thea good. But Thea kind of died and was erased from history, so people don't really know about her. They right. only know about heroic, big air quotes, Prince Peleus. So Prince yeah, Peleus, Peleus is actually a dick, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, killed his sister right. something. Yeah. Whatever. Question mark. Question mark. Which I will just say, remembering 5,000 years later or whatever, the exact hue of someone's light is kind of anti-Aphantasia bias showing. Wow. It's fine. We'll forgive it. Wow. We'll forgive it. Hashtag cancel SJM. I also, when Jessica first starts talking, she's like, why didn't you tell me about Bryce? How did Jessica not know about Bryce? I thought it would be like she also secretly knew, which is like why she hired this random 23-year-old in the first place. That would make more sense. But I guess she didn't. And so it seems like the prince was like maybe in love with Thea, right? It's giving that, it's I suppose. That makes that. sense. That makes sense. The prince of the chasm. Oh, I don't not- ask me which prince of hell he is. I know, but not no, no, no. But I just mean not her, not her brother, Prince Peleus. No, Prince no, no, no. Peleus. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, the Prince he, of Hell. He murdered her, which is way more acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, like God forbid he love her, but ranking, like if we're yeah. ranking, yeah, that's way more. So acceptable. there was that, right? So the Prince of Hell was in love with Thea, which is why he has been kind of looking out for Bryce. Yeah, and then there was Jessica. What do they say about Hunt's dad? Okay, so then oh, yeah. Adis is like, Athalar's father would be proud. And Jessica's like, oh, that's a little sentimental. And then Adis responds, well, you know the male best. <gasps> Whoa. So maybe Jessica old flame hunts dad, question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck is it? And question what mark, is question he? Mark, question mark, question mark. Maybe not an angel? Well, we previously had only heard about hunt mother. Hunt mother being lowly angel servant but angel. who knows if that's his real mother first of all good oh, point didn't even occur to me but maybe it is maybe it isn't maybe jessica just worked closely with athlar father who no knows? i mean you uh, think it's love it's giving love it, it's you, giving you something. knew the male best listen there's so much in this wee little epilogue and hard to discuss it without spoiling book two and honestly, this is your call now. This is our call to you all listening. If you have not read book two, read it. Time to read book two. Time to read. I promise you, you will start it. And approximately 48 hours later, maybe 72 hours later, you will have finished it. Is there anything else in the epilogue? The only other little thing was that they moved the library. 
the oh, library yeah. sort of oh, yeah. remains, it seems, important. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica's like, don't fuck us over again. And Adis is like, I promise I won't fuck you over again. Interesting. Who's us? Right. Who's us? What is this cross-dimensional alliance that's happening? So intriguing. And how are things going to get interesting when Bryce and Hunt are just going to go live normal lives for the rest of their existences? Right, right. Off in the sunset. And if you'll (laughs) recall, when Micah was in the library... Jessica's alarm over the existence of the books was at the point where she was like, Sandra, will go send in the police to safeguard my illegal library yeah. from the governor of this city. Yeah. Like, she sort of had lost it at that point. Right. And not even save Bryce, but like save them books. That was before she knew Bryce was whatever. Thea had Thea's life. Well, yeah, but she still was a person who th- who she might have wanted to save. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> You're not strictly transactional. I mean, I think Jessica's kind of, it seems clear Jessica's playing, you know, this sort of geopolitical game in which the stakes are maybe too high to just let some random hafe get in the way of it. And yeah, that's a wrap on, that's a wrap on Crescent City 1. Ugh, what a good book. Well, now we need to hear Dina... You know, we didn't get to get your overall impression when we started this journey. Oh, so yeah. what, I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Nina? What do you what did you think of the book? Loved it. I would say solid 4.5 stars, which is I think probably around what you guys gave it. I think what everybody has complained about with it, aka the world building, is what I love. So no complaints about that. Mm-hmm. I would like to still change Hunt's personality a little right. bit. Yeah. But that's just me, and that's fine, and I can support my girl Bryce's, you know, choices if her true love is whatever. Kind fine. of basic. And- yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's my main... Obviously, I love this book. My main gripe that I can't fully forgive sjm for is hunt and rune at the start of the book because i just I don't think there's any excuse especially for males who have been alive for 85 for slash 200 plus yeah. years to be <laughs> uh misogynist dick bags yeah they didn't need to be that bad yeah so i think that 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 was a miss she could have done that better it, that just doesn't that wasn't good and it didn't make sense I do think that's part of why everyone ships Therian so much. Because he just comes in, like, not problematic. Right. Yeah. And I usually, when I would re-listen to this book, I usually re-listen to, like, the middle third. So I always Mm. honestly forgot about how shitty Rune and Hunt were at the beginning. And boo, that. Yeah. But other than that, love this book. Loved it. I do think I like two even better, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. I think the characters are super well written and the plot is just fucking mm-hmm. wild. But I think this was a great first one and I just love some of these people so much. I know. You know? Me too. This isn't even a spoiler. And honestly, I have very little memory of the second one, even though, again, I have read it. But <laughs> I do feel like you get more, which maybe is true of SJM books generally. I think they maybe start kind of narrowly focused on our main protagonist, our main yeah. girl. And then they sort of expand expand and you get more character development for the found family aspect of it, right? which is always nice. I fucking live for found family and I think she does it right. And I think because for a lot of books and fantasy books, the first one is the best one. And people talk about that sophomore slump of the second one not being as good. And I feel like SJM gets around that by starting narrower and expanding. Are there any characters that you're, like, particularly excited to come back? If you're drafting, who's number one? It can't be Therian, because, uh, like, we all want Therian to come back. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a big Prince of the Chasm girl. Yeah. Gotta say. He's cool. Yeah. Need to figure out what's going on with Jessica for sure. For sure. Need Jessica. 
Also, obviously more fury. Give me some hot lesbian shit, please. Yeah, true. You deserve that. Yeah. Thank you. I I have <laughs> I have a desire for like a wee redemption arc for Daddy Autumn King. <laughs> oh, me too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Mostly mostly because I want to be able to be in his office more. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious about him. Are you gonna fall ultimately into the pure evil or are you gonna be like you've known things and you have your agenda? I do feel like he was sort of distraught at some points in which he was watching Bryce almost die on TV. Right. He was having a feeling or maybe two, yeah. which is maybe a good sign. Okay, so as promised, we wanted to let you guys know what we're doing. This is actually, this is, hi, this is Rachel and Will. We're talking to you from the future. And the reason I wanted to admit that fact, normally we kind of keep the magic of podcasting secret is I do feel like I have to confess because it was sort of featured prominently at the end of this episode. We did lose my gay soccer final um, that I was so excited about. It's so hard. And in fact, we we lost in penalty kicks because I missed. <laughs> I missed the last penalty kick. Wow. <laughs> like, I was the sole reason we lost the game. That's tough to have on your conscience. It really threw me for a while. Fortunately, like, the women's, U.S. women's team lost the same day or something. So, like... You felt... Most of the coverage was about her, about Megan Rapinoe. Right. And, like, the other girls, and not about me. You are sort of a Rapinoe-like figure, aren't you? Ugh, I kind of have her haircut right now, You do. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Anyway. So, yes. We're from the future. We are so excited to let you know what we're going to do. <gasps> rage oh my god so spill the beans so speaking of being from the future and having a time machine if you could <laughs> crawl into a time machine and teleport yourself back you know a solid five to six months i'm gonna tell you in that time period something you're gonna be really excited to hear which is <laughs> yes yes we are covering the viral flaming hot book talk sensation called fourth wing flaming hot circa whatever april may but you know we got there we got we there. got there we were gonna get there you can't you can't put a time stamp you can't put a timeline on art yeah. Okay. Especially high, like high art. Right. High art, which is what this is. So here's the deal. Okay. We got our CC1 done. We love our CC1, as we all probably know. <laughs> you're doing, you're doing in the Zoom, you're doing a little Trumpy hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, we got our CC1 done. We all probably know that CC3 is coming out and it's coming out hot in January, I believe, of this year. And so next year, but yeah, right, right, this school year, uh, this calendar year is not when it comes out, <laughs> it's next calendar year. But if you're counting a year from now, it's within this year, sure. Um, famously. <laughs> And so we're doing don't worry, nobody worry, because we're getting CC2 in before that happens. And then we're going to be streaming live. We're going to be broadcasting live as we we're actually going to be reading CC3 live on this podcast. No, JK. But like, you know, we're going to so we're going to be able until the lawyers sort of come. Yeah, absolutely. Like shut us down. It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So 
we will be doing a cheeky little dip into fourth wing. We're not we're not diving in as deep. It's not getting the full Watch treatment, which, you know, moving forward, the full Watch treatment might itself become slightly shorter anyway. We're all we're all evolving. We're all growing. And fourth wing is going to be like a cheeky little, little like palate am- cleanser. Yeah, and a mousse-bouche, basically. Yeah, that's like sort of different, but it's going to oh. be a palate cleanser. It's oh, like that a just sorbet. Like a pas- isn't a mousse-bouche just like a past app? A mousse bouche is the first thing you eat in a tasting menu. It's okay. to, like a mousse your bouche, but like we're <laughs> sort of in our intermission. We need a refreshing little mint sorbet, okay? And that's what that's what we're gonna be doing, okay, with fourth wing. Okay, well, I'm so excited, and I'm so excited. Dina obviously will join us, but um, we are we are very I don't know dragons. Dra- Dina famously <laughs> loves dragons, so. She actually, and, and honestly, while we're being transparent, we're having some technical difficulties. She's simply glowing on the Zoom right now, but she can't speak. We've silenced her. Um, but she's really, really excited. I have to promise you that. I have to tell you that. And I know that you know that she's really excited. So all that being said, happy second season, Will. Yeah. And to you. <laughs> and to all our, our creatures. Exactly. And we'll see Earth. you. we'll see you next week. We're going to get... Little kooky bookie at Basgayeth Military School for <laughs> Horny Dragon Teens. Okay, see you then. Toodaloo.